I knew about empaths, highly sensitive people, all these things I talk about all the time. But when I heard about a dark empath, I almost was like, and I know about all the diagnosis and narcissistic personality and all those things. This felt a little bit different. These people are so amazing at what they do. I should just go along with that. I'm the broken one. I should just listen to that. And then it gets more clear, and then you're listening to your body, and then you're writing it down, you're getting your thoughts out of your head, and then you're getting clarity, and then you're asking for the universe to guide you. I'm Lita Sportel, licensed psychotherapist and functional health practitioner, and I'm here to share with you mind, body, spirit, inspirations, practical steps, and life-changing tools to help you break free. So you don't have to spend the amount of time, money and effort that I did to save my own life and to create the life that I always dreamed of. It was a couple of decades ago that the doctors told me I had three to six months to live. And yes, it took a terminal cancer diagnosis for me to wake up to the miracles that are really possible. I not only healed myself and broke free from what was holding me back, but I also found my place in the world, my calling, my purpose. I created the whole Wellness Method show and podcast to share with you the tips, tools, and topics that can help you do the same. If you're a sensitive soul, empath, introvert, healer, coach, people pleaser, or perfectionist who's looking to break free and heal, define your vision and create your purpose so that you can inspire others while making money, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Signs of a spiritual ego and a dark empath. Mm-hmm. And the term dark empath is something that when I first heard, I did not know that term. I knew about empaths, highly sensitive people, all these things I talk about all the time. But when I heard about a dark empath, I almost was like, oh, it's just people who don't like empaths and they're trying to, you know, talk about badly about empaths. That's that's kind of what I originally thought. And a friend of mine brought it up to me. And then a colleague of mine brought it up to me. And I was like, okay, I might as well just look into this. And it's not what I thought it was. It's actually something that is more common than we realize. Mm. And I was like, oh my gosh, I've experienced that. I've experienced a few relationships with what would be considered that. And then I had um, a group session with the coaches that I'm training uh, a few days ago. And they brought up an example of something one of them is really dealing with. And I was like, that's another case of that. And the combination of the spiritual ego as well. So it's something that for some reason seems to be coming up a lot. I've, I've been hearing it from other clients. I've been hearing it from just looking on social media and how certain people act and, and do certain things. So I felt like, although there's a part of me that has a little bit, doesn't like that term, dark empath, I, I, I even have an issue with the name. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like what it is, it's going to be enlightening for some people, especially for those of us who feel that certain relationships that we have or we've had mm-hmm. and have potentially caused some trauma. Uh, and like we talked about last week, betrayal and a sense of just a lot of hurt. Mm-hmm. And why did this happen? And just that sense of trying to figure it out and think about certain play out scenarios again and again. And why did this happen this way? And why did this happen this way? I know I've been there. I know a lot of my clients are kind of stuck in certain scenarios of what happened. Mm-hmm. And I know about all the diagnosis and narcissistic personality and all those things. This felt a little bit different, the dark empath. And it can be tricky. So I feel like talking about it. And I know when I told you that, you're like, oh, <laughs> you had a, you were like, what? Okay, interesting. So tell me just that initial reaction before we we're yeah. building up excitement right now. Let's put it um, that way. <laughs> when you, you mentioned it, I was like, dark empath. It sounds like, you know, this summer's coming blockbuster movie or something. <laughs> dark empath I was like okay um that sounds a little dramatic yeah that's what I was thinking I was like what does that even mean I I, I've heard the term narcissist I know what a narcissist is and I was like well maybe that's they're just kind of interplaying the two and it's just like a a catchy you know a catchy title Mm -hmm. um and the more that I learned about it I was like, oh, no, it's not just a narcissist. There's there's multiple people that fit within this category of dark empath or personality types, that is. Um, and I was just kind of like, this makes me feel uncomfortable <laughs> because it's it's not a fun topic. And as, as an empath, when you're looking at topics that are kind of heavy and just kind of give you not an easy feeling, an, an uneasy feeling in your stomach. Um, it's probably resonating or, or, you know, awakening a receptor that has experienced this before. And you're like, yeah. oh God. And it did remind me of a few past friendships and relationships. And I was like, were they dark empaths? It's <laughs> exactly how I said it too. <laughs> huh. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I think it's going to give many people who are watching food for thought. And, for thought. Uh, yeah, some a point of reflection too. And it's yeah. not just a narcissist or gaslighting or something, you yeah. know, um, easy term like that. I think it goes a bit deeper, which I'm glad you're going to be yeah. standing on that today. Yeah, and thank you for all that you shared and, and your openness in discussing this. and. Um, and also saying that I'm not one that likes to label in general. Mm-hmm. Like I always had an issue and I, I am a psychotherapist. So I, at times I, in the past, I was pulling out the DSM-5 and I was diagnosing and I was saying, you got this and you got that. And I, and I can diagnose a narcissist and I can diagnose certain things. Um, at the same time, that wasn't something I, I love to do. That's why I didn't work with insurance panels. And anyway, whole other discussion, but I, I want the audience to know I'm not coming from a perspective of labeling people or being like, oh, you're this, you're that, um, not that, like all that is really not the intention of this discussion. The intention 
is to use these terms to just have that food for thought that you, you said, to just have a little more awareness for those of us who might be a little, a little bit on the naive side, which is, has been me <laughs> for a long, long time, just very gullible, very open to everything around me to the point of harming myself because I was so open to others and, and them taking advantage of that. So that's why I wanna talk about it, not to label, not to separate, not to say there's these bad guys and we're the good guys, not from that dualistic perspective, just more of the, there are certain forms of the ego that show up in others and it's good that we know them. Mm -hmm. And when we know them, we know what to do with them. And we know how to set boundaries, how to say no, how to process our emotions, how to process things that have happened in the past and deal with all that. So enough of this introductory <laughs> stuff. I wanna get to it, but I really just wanted to preface it with, with where my heart is at. And I know yours is there too. Yes, Gilly. Yeah, I think that was my one of my initial thoughts. Was like dark empath. That seems so such yeah. a heavy label to give somebody. And can't people change? And yes, I mean there's hope <laughs> for everybody. <laughs> and I am a bit more on the naive side. I, I have been in my life. Uh, it's an open-hearted mm -hmm. desire to accept everybody and see everybody's light, yeah. um, which is part of the gifts of being an empath. But you're right, we need healthy boundaries. And we need to know when to place those healthy boundaries. Otherwise, we're just... Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, um, it's not that somebody that has that label means they want change. It's just what we do with that. Because mm -hmm. the other person can be who they are. And, and a lot of these experiences, I think we probably have had them in the past. Or maybe we're feeling like we make certain decisions right now with certain people that we don't realize why we're feeling pulled but mm -hmm. maybe this will help us be like maybe this is a no for me I should trust my gut more I should trust my intuition more because there are these signs mm, I love or that. this is what happened to me in the past so now I can forgive myself more easily or now I can have more compassion for myself because oh that's what I was dealing with because if we don't know why why certain things happen, at least for me, that why is important that I put certain pieces together and be like, it wasn't just, you know, me or something broken about me. Mm -hmm. There was a dynamic that was playing out that I had attracted, yes, but it was also a dance of, of a dynamic. So I'm going to jump into it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do it. Okay, right, so yeah. I'll go over some of the signs and then maybe we'll share some examples. Um, maybe not. We'll see what wants to come through. But one of the first signs is what's called um, cognitive empathy. So we know empaths have very strong empathy, but it's heart based empathy, it comes from the heart. So it's called affective, the affect, the affective empathy, which is. We feel each other's feelings. We feel the other's pain. We feel the other's stress. We feel the other's joy. We feel the other's um, love. We feel very deeply. We're very intuitive. 
we sense what's going on with the other person, we sense energy. That's the empath. The dark empath has empathy. So it's not like the narcissist. The narcissist, mm -hmm. in at least in how it's diagnosed in the diagnostic statistical manual, it's that it doesn't have any empathy. Oh, okay. So that's a little bit of psychology for you. <laughs> the, the dark empath has empathy. And that's the tricky part about it. But they say it's cognitive empathy, which means that it's not so heart-based. It's more like, I know what you're feeling. I know what you need because I, I can tune into it through knowing, not feeling, but through knowing it. And then the second part to it is the manipulation that can come with that. So you guys can, can look this all up. There's data, there is research, there's tons of stuff like that. But what a dark empath usually does is that they can sense what you need cognitively. They can empathize with that, but then they turn it around to most often use it as a manipulation tactic to either point out the things that they know are your, your vulnerabilities, your insecurities, the things that you feel deeply for or are passionate about or are sensitive about or are insecure about and to point them out at key moments, not all the time, but at key moments. And then you're feeling really blindsided and like, where did this come from? Um, it's tricky because it can feel very confusing, especially for us empaths who are very trusting. We think everything is loving and everybody loves each other. And we're just all wanting to be a big virtual hog and we love our planet and we love everything. Um, and then we get, get into relationship and does it, it can be intimate, friendship, family member, um, colleague, all kinds of relationships here where you feel initially that there is this resonance, this, this rapport feels really good. You feel connected. And then there is a moment where they'll say something or they'll do something and you feel like it came out of the left field and you're like, where did that come from? And it hits you straight into the areas that were the ones that you're mostly struggling with. Obviously, it's hard to speak to all possible examples, but I do wanna to speak to a client example and then a personal example. And then Gilly, perhaps if you had um, something that is bubbling up as I'm talking about this. So in my client's example, she was um, very open to healing certain things that she was going through. Um, that was before I started working with her and she came to me and said, I was um, really seeking for healing for some issues that I've had that have, have happened to me in the past that were pretty traumatic. And I've been 
associated with this community, this this group that uh, felt very very aligned with what I believe in, spiritually open, um, knowledgeable about all kinds of fields, and all felt really safe and and comfortable there in that space. And I continued to open up. And then they invited me to do some deeper healing work for the trauma that I had experienced when I was younger. And in that experience, um, she felt very shamed upon that her experiences were used as a leverage in a way to them make her feel that she needed them for healing, that she needed to follow certain protocols, that she needed to follow certain ways of how they're handling things. And even spirituality came into it in a very, like it needs to be this way. You need to be believing in this and this is how you clear this energy and this is how you know what you have this is what you need to do and this is the process so it became from something very you know my client has been very open to ways of healing and trusting to that being used in a way that she felt even more traumatized and even more shamed upon and she kept saying, why am I feeling like something is off? There's, there must be something wrong with me because these people are just trying to help me. These people are helping so many other people. These people are so amazing at what they do. I should just go along with that. I'm the broken one. I should just listen to that. Which is such a, you know, it's like from the beginning, this is this has started wrong. Because by wrong, I don't mean that everything helps us evolve. Everything helps us heal, even those things. But the premise of how this whole thing started is that they have the way to healing or to clearing the trauma or to all of that. And... I worked with her quite a bit on, on really seeing and opening her eyes to what was really going on. And as she, as she was describing to me some of the interactions she was having with the lead person of, of that group and some others, it started ringing a bell for me that it was some of these traits, that dark empath with the spiritual ego. I want to briefly talk about the spiritual ego. The spiritual ego is where it's so common, unfortunately, and it's spiritual leaders, spiritual people, leaders or not, doesn't matter, spiritual people who believe that because they're so spiritual, that they're more spiritual than others. And that because they have found the technique, the method, the whatever right whatever field that is there's many fields where people dive in and become experts in then they go and and they're like oh well that's 
it's because you got to do that. It's because you haven't done that. It's because, or, or acting in a way where they feel that sense of superiority, even if they don't realize that they do. So in my client's example, I know I'm being vague because I want to keep it more vague to not give too much information for privacy reasons, but it felt to me that combo of the people who are out there who are, we're trusting, we're listening to, we're following, we're learning from um, our past cross and we feel that we open up to and that can help us. And then there's something that feels off. That's your only gauge. If you feel something is off, because none of us can tell you what each person is. Nobody knows. Well, this is not like a, oh, if you like take a questionnaire and if that person is like that, then it means they're a dark empath. Like that's not what we're saying. It's if you feel that something is off, there is some sense of constriction, manipulation, um, something in you tells you it doesn't feel fully safe here. I cannot fully be myself or I got to be a certain way for them to like me or I got to talk a certain way. I got to use the language that they're using or the way they're talking so that I can fit in. Because if I'm not, I don't belong to that space or that there might be judgment. Mm -hmm. that's a sign I don't know that you know maybe it's a dark empath spiritual ego maybe it's something else but it's a sign for you to trust your intuition more and to be like something I'm, I'm sensing some red flags mm -hmm. let me look into this so in all that and I want to have you share and then maybe if we'll have time I'll share my personal experience also with it um my message to for all of this is start tuning in within more and more is your heart having low anxiety around certain people you feel like you're trying hard to impress them or to be like them to talk like them Do you feel that they have the way to your success, to your making money, to your healing, to your X, Y, or Z? Do you feel that they're at times saying certain things that you're like, ouch, that I didn't love that. Why would they say that? Listen, those hints that your body's giving you, that your heart is giving you, and, and sit with it. Journal about it. Talk to someone you do trust about it and say, hey, I've had this experience. What do you think is going on? A quick word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by the program Break Free Empaths, a 21-day online program created for empaths 
by empaths. This program was born from a collaboration of the minds and hearts of Gilly Henson and myself, Lita Sportel. We each found ourselves at many points in our lives in the midst of struggle and confusion, living in a world that has long mislabeled empaths as being overly sensitive, shy, or aloof people. It had become apparent that the labels once placed on us were outdated and actually not accurate. We both realized that the time had now come for compassion to rise up and to no longer see our intuitive abilities and sensitivities as a weakness, but as a much-needed strength in this world. This online course is designed to help sensitive, intuitive, compassionate souls like you break free from labels, emotions, and beliefs that no longer serve you and bring unity to your gifts. We're bringing our combined experience, tools, and practical steps to empower empaths to show up as they are and who they are. Not sure if you are an empath? Take the free online quiz to find out if you are an empath and to what degree and to see if the program Break Free Empaths is your next step towards the brave new you. Now let's get back to the episode. So I'll pause this here. I'll, I'll ask you how you're feeling. Um, I know you're feeling a lot of stuff. I sure am. Um, I kept wanting to sneeze um, and like scratch my nose because I, I don't like the idea of this person and what this person has been through. Yeah. And um, you're right. It, it is all part of the journey. It, all, it is all part of what you're trying to learn in that moment you're practicing learning and sometimes we need those harder lessons to really get it to to zero into our bodies and get into us and make it really well known so we don't do it again um but it really frustrates me at the same time (laughs) um because if there's anything that any of us should know is that the power to heal the power to be who you came here to be only resides within us, within you as an individual. It does not come from anywhere else. You can be inspired by others. Yes. Mm-hmm. You can get insights from others. Yes. But really, we are the only ones that can be our own healers. Our bodies miraculously heal, heal themselves We, if we allow it to do that, right? It's like if our bodies can do that, can't our our hearts, our minds? And I just kept hearing over and over in the stories, here's my power. You want my power? Here's my power. Take my power. I don't have any power. Here's my power. And not like on a conscious level, but it's a level of, oh, I see this. You're so much better than me. You're so much smarter than me. You're so much more spiritually awake than me or whatever it is that it 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 completely strips you of your power and your ability to think for yourself and your ability to say, Hey, I am good enough to be my own hero in this moment. I am good enough to listen to my own advice. (laughs) I am good enough to be heard and to be loved and to be completely understood in those moments that feel yucky, that feel horrible, that feel like there could be something to be ashamed about or guilty about. But the truth is, is that we all have those things. We all go through those 
parts of ourselves that without those parts of ourselves, we don't ever fully evolve into who we came here to be. So for someone to come in and say, that's not all right, or to make you feel less than for having those experiences, that is manipulation. And it, uh, my heart's like all in a fury right now because I want to protect, right? Yeah. <laughs> I want to protect, I want to help. And um, I have been through those experiences. I didn't know the term dark empath at the time. It's yeah. kind of a new terminology for me, really. Um, even the spiritual ego, I it's still kind of a, a new concept for me over the last year. But yeah, I could see that in many areas, just even in, if we're looking at the TV, what's going on, you know, um, sitcoms, comedy shows, uh, dramas, all the stuff, right? It, it's, it, there's examples of it everywhere. So, and art imitates life. So, of course, we're going to see it in life as well. But um, our intention here, Lita, is yes, we as empaths can be chameleons. And that's a, it's a safety mechanism. And that's part of the undoing process. I've been a chameleon for so long. I've been a, a labeled as this for so long. Who am I? Who am I without all those things? Who am I outside of this group? Do I see myself less than to everybody? Or is it just this one group or this one person? That could be an indicator to you that it's not aligned with your highest and best. And I like how you go right back to the body because our bodies will let us know. And it's usually like, for me, it's shallow breathing or like holding my breath, like just waiting for the, 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 okay, the, the validation or the moment to be like, Oh, I, I, it's okay. I said that it's, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I mean, what I've studied with you over this time, Lita, and what, what we do as, as coaches and healers is that our goal is to bring your power back to you, not to be an idol or somebody who you look towards for answers. It's somebody who says, guess what? You're just as powerful. You have so much more power than you even know. And let, let's awaken that for you. Let's take off that veil and show you just how powerful you are. Because I'm no better than you. You know better than me. We are one. So, so yeah, there's me on my soapbox. <laughs> no, don't get off it. I like it. I like it. I could listen to it all day. You made so many good points. And what came back to me when you said the word idols is A Course in Miracles and how it talks about that a lot. Yeah. Is how many idols have we made to block us from God, from source, and how many idols we worship outside of us, including the gurus and the spiritual this and the healer that and the coach that and the therapist this and the business person that and whatever, TV person, whatever. Because we have forgotten that the only all, of course, Merkel says all is only for God, for source, for the divine. Nothing else is to be awed, to be worshipped. And even the word worship is like, I'm down here 
you're up there, you have the solutions. And I'm not saying that in time, people are not ahead of you where they do have solutions. I mean, that's what we do in, in my business. Like I have my methodology, I have certain solutions, I have certain things that I help my clients with. But like you said, my whole premise is I'm just reminding you what you already have within you. I'm just reminding, reminding you of what you already know. I'm not higher than you. I'm not the therapist with the degrees that you don't have. And I can diagnose you. I can tell you what's wrong with you. And I'll give you the treatment or the whatever. So the other thing you said that I really wanted to go back to is the, the boundary piece and how we lose ourselves in others because the self and the other is, is very just meshed where it's not clear to me who is me and who is you in all our relationships, including those who we admire. Because when we admire somebody, we worship them. It is that idol that we've created. I've done this all my life. I've created everybody else on the pedestal. I've put everybody else on the pedestal and worshiped them as, as idols. And what happens is I don't know who I am and who that other person is. And so I end up feeling like what they believe, how they talk, what they think, what they think is right, is also my truth. And at that point, I'm losing myself. And if the other person happens to be a dark empath, where they're actually going to use that, that naivete that I have, or that sense of, yeah, whatever you say, sure, yeah, like that, if they're going to use that, and I have opened up about certain things that I'm struggling with, which is going back to my example that I want to share, where it was a relationship, a business relationship, and um, I had shared about some struggles I was going through with certain things that have been a pattern for me, including abandonment, something that I've dealt with early on in my life. And she knew that really, really well. And there were moments in our relationship that she would come back to that in, in interesting ways as though she was helping me, telling me about it. But it, it didn't feel, there was something in you like, is she telling me this out of, because she really comes from the heart or is it, does it feel like she's talking down on me? And I would get very confused because that individual was very just loving personality in all the ways. But I wasn't, I, I was kind of listening to my body, but not really, because I'd be like, oh, Lita, come on. Like, she's amazing. Like, what are you talking about? But something in me every time felt like, ooh, that felt like a backstab. That didn't feel a heart-based comment or a heart-based feedback or whatever. Well, come to find out some months later, there's a conversation. I'm not going to go into details, but she's using those things in the moment that I was triggered in our relationship because of something that had happened. She's using that very moment months later 
to prove the point she was trying to make and to put me down in that situation. And it started becoming clearer and clearer to me, not at that moment, but down the line of that aspect of how I had given my power away, how I had attracted another version of, I'm so open, I'm so hard-based that I'm going to tell you all the things. I'm so trusting because we're mutually trusting, right? But then that person flips, changes their personality or shows another side. And now I feel like, what happened? And I'm back into my victim role. Mm -hmm. And I play back the scenarios of my life. But when I really can look at it is that, no, Lita, you're not a victim. This is not happening to you. You had the signs. You just weren't listening because you didn't love yourself enough. Because you're so good at giving empathy to everybody else. But when it comes to empathy to yourself, you had forgotten that. So it was a very good reminder for me of empathy and empath is supposed to give empathy first to you and then to the other. Because we do it the other way. We give all of us to the other. We, we open up or we whatever, right? In, in relationships we do, or we expect certain things or we hope certain things will be a certain way and we'll help each other. And then things like that happen. And it's only because the universe is telling you, I want you to grow and see what's really going on. It's not because I'm punishing you. It's not because you're broken. It's not because there's something wrong with you. It's not because you don't deserve loving relationships that are really equal and based on solid ground. It's none of that. It's just that I want you to see that you weren't listening to you. And that you forgot you. And it was painful. And I've had multiple of these in my past, but, and it's always been painful, but it gets easier. And it also gets, we get that wisdom in these experiences of next time there's something like that. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be listening to you, Lita. I'm going to be listening to the, to the, to my higher self also. That's like, mm, no, I don't think you need that. Sounds really good on the outside. Everybody's doing it. Ooh, so cool. But nah, you don't need it. So obviously I could go on many, many points on this, but um, how does that feel to you, Gilly? Well, thank you for sharing your story here. Um, it isn't always easy to open up. And look, you're doing it live here on Facebook. Uh, and that's so other people can hear it and not feel so alone. Yeah. Because if if your experience is opening up to somebody and you, you don't open up to anybody, but you entrusted your vulnerabilities with somebody and then they used it to make you feel less than or prey upon your emotions, it can be really hard to want to do that again. Exactly. Right. So um, I'm proud of you that you're here sharing this story so others can feel empowered through it. And um, I, I know I have many stories too. I mean, it's, there's too many like to even sort out in my head right now. Um, and we only have so much time, but 
I like that you're like, okay, with that comes more and more wisdom. It's like, instead of constantly saying, why is this happening to me? Why me? Why me? Why is it happening to me? <laughs> it's like, okay, it happened. It did happen to me, but also could it have happened for me? Yeah, it sucks. It hurts. I didn't like this, but could this also be for me? And what can I learn in this experience? Oh yeah. The next time I open myself up to somebody and the minute they make me feel as though I'm wrong or I'm less than in that moment, I'm going to pull out a piece of paper. I'm going to write all the things I feel and check and see if any of those things that I'm feeling are the way I want to be feeling. Yes, exactly. Sometimes we just need to make a list because like if it's all up here, right, it's not concrete. So if we make that list, we're like, okay, I feel uh, judged. I feel um, rejected. I feel less than. I feel heard, but also made to feel bad because I'm being heard. Uh Right. And the the evidence is right in front of us. We're like, okay, yeah, this, they're presenting well. It's like one of those flowers that look really pretty. And then you go to smell it and it stinks. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I thought of that, but that's what it reminds me of. Um, And uh, you're just like, Ooh, that's really pretty flower, but what's up with that smell? Um, (laughs) Right. It's not apparent, right? We had to get a closer look. So we make that list and we're like, Hey, I'm feeling this way, that way, this way. And I'm really like giving ourselves some time and some space to, sort those things out and not just allow it to be in our minds like oh what's just me something's wrong with me again it's just my problem Mm -hmm. (laughs) right we can see it and be like no that's a stinky flower (laughs) okay you guys if you got anything out of this today a dark empath stinky flower same thing I don't know. And uh, no, I absolutely love that metaphor because it lightens up the heaviness of the whole thing. And that um, we can see everyone as a flower too. I, I like that metaphor for many reasons that we're not saying it's a bad person or dark person. It could be that they're playing this dynamic in certain relationships, but otherwise they're magnificent flower. It's just, their scent for your senses it stinks can we say that yeah (laughs) Yeah. so let's let's roll with this because everyone is a flower everybody's beautiful their scent is not for everyone and if in your your senses with that person or this these this group or whatever feels stinky feels off first of all like Gilly said write it down I love that make a list that's such a such a great idea because if we don't it's like thoughts and that and and then we're spinning and we're trying to replace scenarios and then we're trying to see why am I feeling this way and what's wrong with me and it's got to be me like it just gets very confusing where it's like, no, this is what happened. This, that, 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 it feels this way. And and many ways where you could process that in journaling as well. And then it gets more clear and then you're listening to your body and then you're writing it down. You're getting your thoughts out of your head and then you're getting clarity and then you're asking for the universe to guide you. And that's what I do. I surrender it all and I'm like, 
universe guy i really don't know what's really going on here but it doesn't feel good it's it i'm not resonating with something here or this really hurts this really stinks and i just want a new experience so guide me in what it is that i'm to grow and learn from so that i can keep moving on to my next level yeah so help, help me to see what what i'm not seeing help me see what i'm not seeing yeah and i i love that you bring it back to source to god because again back to that there is no idol to worship and that source energy is within you it's never without it's never separate from you so you're again bringing it back to your own place of power in your connection with source energy with god exactly with the universe right bringing that power that, right back. that's where all the answers are nobody outside of you can tell you anything really and and that's you know with certain spiritualities that are like well you need to practice this ritual you need to do this and you need to do that just free yourself from anything that somebody human is telling you what to do and open up to what source is telling you what to do and if it resonates with that method or that ritual then go for it because that was another thing that came up in one of my groups is that is that is is that right that there's right and wrong and and there's sinful things and there's non-sinful things to do in spirituality i'm like Mm. oneness non-duality everything is we each resonate with different things there's no sin there's no sin we're all as god created us there's no sin we're all flowers so how could anything be sinful so any any of those things that are very box type mm-hmm um i i say we rise above that and we can still listen to people who have things to say and then we follow our hearts and our high self thank you gilly so much as always great bridge show and thank you everyone uh live or on the replay let us know how this felt to you uh, if you've had experiences like that, if that resonates, reach out to us privately also if you want to talk more about this and you don't want to post it or whatever, uh, anything like that. And um, sending everyone so much love. Mm-hmm. We'll be back. Bye-bye. Wow. Was this episode good or what? I really hope you have enjoyed it and I hope that it gave you what you were looking for. I really enjoy having these conversations and sharing them with you. So I hope you do too. All the links mentioned inside the episode, you can find them in the show notes. So go and check those out. And also please subscribe to the whole Wellness Method show if you haven't done so already. That way you can get notifications for all new episodes and some bonus episodes that I will be adding down the line. I can't wait to see you next time.